Hello, and welcome to Peach Bits, where I give my half-baked takes right out of the oven. Today, I want to talk about Comey Can't Communicate, a super cute 12-episode anime that feels like it came right out of the blue, at least for me. Turns out this series has been running in Weekly Shonen Sunday since 2016? It also has a live-action television drama, which I did not watch, but I'm curious to see how it stacks up. I'd like to know if it's the same show with, like, real live-action actors, or if they switch the story around to keep it from getting stale, especially since the drama and anime aired in the same year. Which, interesting decision! When I first started the anime, I thought for sure I was gonna drop it halfway through, from the opening alone. The show revolves around Komi, but we actually start with an introduction from the main male lead, Hito Hito Tadano? Oh boy, here we go with names. However, the show does switch between the perspective of Tadano and Komi, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It shows how they both see situations slightly differently, though not seeing things from Tadano's perspective wouldn't change the story much. Seeing Komi's inner thoughts is important to the plot. With the opening of Cherry Blossoms from the Sky, surprise surprise, Tadano is starting his first day of high school at Etan, a prestigious private school. He lets us know it's a miracle he even got into the school because it's for gifted and talented students. But sometimes they let a normal person in? Very Danganronpa-esque. And then we get a shot of Komi looking mysterious and beautiful, and the journey begins. The opening song and animation of the series is super neat. I'm partial to the ending though. Hikari Inochi, performed by Kitri, is stellar. I'm not sure if it was just for time, but the show draws into the end credits quite a few times. The ending theme never feels out of place though, while playing over a dramatic or wholesome end to an episode. On top of that, while I pass by the opening quite a few times, I let the ending song play out more often than not. It complemented to the end of the show, almost a nice cool down to the next episode. After Chisano's intro to his unremarkable existence in a remarkable school, we meet the girl he's assigned to sit next to, our title character, Komi. To everyone, including Tadano in the first half of the first episode, she's seen as not cold for refusing to speak to anyone, but too cool. Everyone in class assumes Komi is above them because of her incredible beauty. Tadano soon cracks the code after accidentally ending up alone with Komi, realizing she wants to participate with her classmates. She wants to have fun and talk to everyone, but she has extreme social anxiety. The ending to episode 1 is Komi making her first ever real friend in Tadano, and damn if I didn't cry at her realization in that. Komi reveals her goal of making 100 friends, only to be corrected by Tadano, who wants to help her make another 99. It was way too cute for my fragile little heart. The first few episodes of this is Tadano going to the few people who don't hate his guts because he hangs out with Komi and getting them to talk to her. Usually there's a wacky scenario involving a big misunderstanding in Komi's silence before they become friends. I was kind of worried the rest of the series would just be a friend of the week type of deal, but it becomes more natural as the show continues on. From one person to becoming acquaintances with small groups through school activities and everyday life. Not quite an instant classic, the show does come with its fair share of up and downs. To start with the ups though, the show's depiction of social anxiety, super well done. Which to me, obviously, was the most important thing to get right. Komi communicates with Stano and several other close peers through the use of a notepad. She writes down everything she wants to say and it gets her point across. 
I thought it was a neat idea without just giving us scenes of all her inner monologues, keeping the show flowing nicely with no jarring cuts. Is it the cause of some miscommunication along the way? Yep. But is it really a slice of life anime without a fun misunderstanding and shenanigans? Another check in the properly showing casing social anxiety is the way Komi acts. She's shown to be eager to want to help or join in on things with her classmates, but her anxiety obviously keeps her on the sidelines. Even something as simple as asking people to hang out over the summer break arc, my favorite arc personally, feels almost impossible to Komi. She feels overwhelming relief when someone asks her to hang out instead. One of the most relatable moments to me, and probably many others, is a scene of Komi before going to bed. She's overthinking things she said ages ago, stressing about all the ways it may have come out wrong, until she thinks of Tadano, however. With him slowly picking up on her body language, he pulls her away from the wall to enjoy events, even if he himself isn't welcome. It makes my heart melt. Duh, spoilers, this is a romance. Slowly but surely, in a clumsy fashion, Tadano and Komi fall for each other. It's never played as a will-they-won't-they -they situation, but a matter-of-time situation. Slowly budding the relationship starts to develop over the said summer arc, while alone the two think about each other on separate occasions. Tadano, several times after the realization of falling for Komi, has to reassure her for the rest of the series that everything he does for her is continued out of friendship. The connection between the two is shared, now we have to wait and see where it leads, because obviously Tadano is not picking up that Komi feels the same way, and you know she's not gonna admit it. Unfortunately, now it's time to point out some of the issues that nearly made me drop the show, and that is the supporting cast, a vast majority of the supporting cast. It almost feels like the show being set in an ultimate school setting is just an excuse for ridiculous characters, which feels unnecessary because the two main characters have nothing inherently extraordinary about them besides Komi's beauty. Characters have ridiculous personalities and designs, but they don't talk about them being like ultimate anythings or really specifically good at anything. They're all normal teens in some weird outfits. It doesn't end there. I have some issues with three of the main supporting cast, which is a lot of the main supporting cast. Getting the first way out of the way is short and sweet. I'm undecided how I feel about Najimi. I don't want to talk too much about them because I feel underqualified to talk about it. But Najimi is introduced as Tadano's best friend, who's always portrayed as a boy to Tadano in middle school. However, now he's wearing the girl's uniform, which I was like, cool, trans character, awesome. As the show continues, though, it's played for laughs, like wanting to go into the girl's dressing room and being stopped by Tadano knowing what Najimi really wants, or him rejecting boys because he is a boy? I don't feel comfortable making any claims, but I wanted to bring it up. I just want to point it out. I'd like to know what you guys think on that one. He is important to the plot though, and past that I do like his character for their personality and how he tries to help Komi in some weird ways, but not awful ways. And then we move on to Igari. <laughs> she starts off as a shy character, and like it's good for Komi, they're both equally shy. But she obviously has a different design choice, which is semi-lewd. It's an anime though, so you gotta take that in stride. Komi accidentally scares Agari while trying to be friends, and somehow Agari thinks it helped her become less shy. As a reward, Agari offers to become more than Komi's friend. She offers to become Komi's lapdog. From then on out, she wants to be called a dog, and we get weird with it. It's 
truly a seeing is believing deal I never thought I would have seen. Out of all of these characters, all of them together, my least favorite has to be Yami. Why, you ask? She's a bonkers yandere character that came out of nowhere. Her introduction to becoming a regular character is literally kidnapping Tadano because Komi likes him more. She is completely unhinged, and her episode is so jarring, she ties Tadano up and hides him in a closet. I thought she was going to kill him. When Komi finds him, they all just forgive Yama for being nuts. Her fondness for Komi is also played up several times in sexualized jokes, and she comes off as a creepy old man character. Again, these characters feel so out of place next to Tadano and Komi, who are just normal teenagers with some really weird friends. <laughs> My only other criticism to the show besides the characters shouldn't really be one, to be fair. It's not a fair one. I'm gonna say it anyway though, having a lot of the main characters' feelings and words being written or guessed on involves a lot of word bubbles in the anime. This actually, this anime is very word bubble heavy. You're gonna do a lot of reading of text on screen. The gags are in the word bubbles for Komi, which is a cool concept, no big deal, but they're obviously in a language that I personally can't read, and I'm assuming a lot of the American Netflix demographic can't read, and the issue is Netflix missed some. There were just some bubbles I had no idea what they were saying, and it kind of threw me off. I wasn't sure if I was missing something important. It, it was obviously nothing detrimental to the show, but I thought I would bring it up just for a little nitpicky. Overall, the show went from being nowhere near my radar to me finishing it in a month, which is big for me. Altogether, the 12 episodes are still subbed with no dub yet. Also a big deal, because as someone who looks at three screens at a time, I usually watch dub, so I can look away and not have to pause or be lost. I would recommend this show to anyone who wants a funny, easy show to sit back and enjoy. It's no big commitment, yet. It has been greenlit for a second season in April. I'm very excited to see where the show goes next, especially since I won't be reading the manga. And I want to see if we get any more just really weird, crazy characters. If you haven't seen Comey Can't Communicate, let me know what you think. What's your take on the characters? Do you feel seen in terms of struggling with anxiety? If you were interested in this episode and you have any interest in seeing anything else from me, mostly cosplay, you can find me just about anywhere at the Peach Pit except for youtube which is the peach pit fizz and that's just the way it is as always thank you guys for listening i super appreciate it 